What's up everyone? Welcome back to a new episode of FKB Full Kit Banter. I'm joined this evening by Lionel, making back-to-back appearances on the show, as well as Nate. Uh, BK and Sash will be joining us in future apps, but glad to have both the Manchester club fans here with me. I almost said Manchester United fans. Um, but yeah, Lionel, like back-to-back Liverpool City games, I don't think we've seen this in a long time. But very contrasting performances and we almost had a grandstand finish but uh, I think it's safe to say that the damage was done early in this one and I guess there are a lot of talking points going into just what led to that and I wanted to get your perspective because I have some ideas of my own but I would like to hear your thoughts and also Nate's as well later on about just how this game finished up so differently than the game we just saw like a week before this well i i think firstly it's nice to be back and back to mm-hmm. bank nice well, to have you back man yeah man thanks um I w- i'd say um you know i i felt that this was kind of like a rule reversal of the previous game like the previous game liverpool started very slow while city was putting the pressure and then this time around it was liverpool putting all the pressure on city while city was just trying to trying their best to cope with the total domination. Uh. Mm, I think, to be very frank, right, there were so many top points up in the game. There were so many mistakes made. And I felt like City really started off extremely poorly. And I and I personally think that across the number of games that I've watched City play, right, I've never seen City uh, start a match in this, such a poor state. Like, they were so, mm. they were so, so they lack the communication when they made the passing. They look so nervous when Liverpool played the high press. They they they, they didn't seem like they were quite the well oiled machine they were in the previous like they were in the previous game. So maybe there were, there are a lot of people um pointing the finger to Pep, stating that you know this is a game against Liverpool. You know you should have played your best eleven. But then again, you know, there are, there are so many people who are defending Pep and even myself who is defending Pep by saying that, mm, you know... That was um, going to be my next question, yeah. Yeah, so I... Like, like many people um, felt that Pep was was to blame because of his decision-making to not start De Bruyne, to, to, to change about... Not Rock. start Edison yeah. as well. To not start Edison. Although I've heard that, that might be... What, is, it, is it true that... I'm jumping the gun a little bit here, but is there any truth into... Stefan having it in his contract that he needs to play all cup games. That was a rumor floating around that I read and I just couldn't believe that Pep would agree to that. So I just wanted to double check with you if, if you heard something similar. To be frank, I, I don't really have any information about this, but to me I yeah. I feel that, you know, Pep Pep must have had a a, a dressing room agreement with uh, Stefan uh, to say that, you know, hey, you know, Edison's gonna to gonna play in most of the European Cup games as well as the Premier League games but for you you know I, I feel that you have so much potential and you should be starting all the domestic cup games that's why if you notice that you notice Stefan has always featured in the EFL as well as as well as the FA Cup so I think you know you know it kind of speaks volume if let's say um, I'm not saying that what Klopp did was wrong but you know if let's say Pep told Stefan that hey I'm gonna bench you because this is an important game and Edison is to play I feel that, you know, in the back of our minds, right, it will be such that Stefan will feel that, hey, my manager doesn't have faith in me. So he doesn't want yeah. to start me in a big game. But I mean, you know, 
all these things are moving parts uh, and, and we and we saw how this backfired so badly but i i personally feel that although it is evidently stefan's fault right but i feel that you know stefan is taught to to play in such a manner to play like how edison does but it's just that you know maybe he lacks the the proper game time the match sharpness also yeah, yeah. The, the match sharpness and all and i think to be thrown into the deep end of the pool to start to play a game against liverpool to get to get back up and running was quite a tough feat for him lah. That's why I think he mm. kind of uh, was caught in two minds. Pun, pun intended. Yeah, man. He, yeah, he, he, I, I feel sorry for the guy. I mean, I felt like when I was watching it, it felt like an eternity to when he received the ball and when Mane started the press. But that just shows you, man, we've seen it uh, quite re- quite often in recent times. We've seen it with Mendy and, and Benzema. We've seen it with Donnarumma and Benzema. Um, I feel like we're gonna see more at Benzema, but even with the the Jota and Edison, you know, near miss. Although I think Edison was a bit more had things more under control than it appeared, but keepers need to be more careful, man. I I I think strikers now are more willing to go the extra mile to to gamble and catch some of these keepers off guard. Yeah, I think there were even moments in the game where Edison also kind of fumbled here and there, lah. If you recall. Like he was also yeah. uh, he was also under City's press when City were trailing, I think, two 0 Yeah, so there were a couple of instances where Ellison was also looking a bit flustered. But you know, as the work as the world class keeper he is, you know, he managed to uh, keep his mind sharp and he managed to not you know make a mistake lah. Because you know, in in such a tight and high uh, intensity game, right? You know, the little these little bits and pieces of mistakes, right, could cause a goal. And and I mean, it's evident from what we have seen. Steph- for the Stefan and Mani's case la. but I think like can I just cut in and say like course, where yeah. do you think like is the the line that you re- I mean for a lot of keepers I feel like if you feel that you are under immediate threat that it should be quite natural to for you to just be like okay I gotta just kick it out like uh, a la David De Gea in, hey. the, in the game against Norwich if you feel like you have no option no safe option that is then um, isn't it like don't you feel like maybe even like the managers would have told them if you can't then just kick it out because it's much it's much worse to to try to play out and then concede a, a goal especially because nowadays it is quite normal that I think a lot of strikers are aware that uh, teams will play out from the back we see Chelsea doing it City Liverpool so it's quite common and and so then the strikers are always looking for this opportunity to to pounce. Um, if if I may, I think what separates the good players from the great players is that ability to know when to to play out the back and play their natural game. Like, um, I mean, some may say I'm I'm being biased for this, but I always use Van Dijk as the gold standard when it comes to playing it long or short because he doesn't play it um out the back every single time. There are, there are moments where. He knows that the team is a little bit under the cosh. Um, he has this awareness that the opposing team has pressed much higher and he's he's fine going for the long ball, especially knowing that we have such pacey uh, forwards up front. So I think it's all about being flexible and, and knowing kind of where your opponent is. And you also have to kind of know your own teammates. How good are they on their weaker foot? How good are they you know, when there's a bit of pressure on them, you know. Um, so I think in many ways, um, the fact that City made so many changes didn't help 
when I I think Lionel pointed it out when you play such a a team that is so focused on on the high intensity and let's not forget this is a Liverpool team that did have their rest in midweek a lot of our key players were rested in ben, against Benfica City didn't have their luxury so I think that all plays a part and and I mean in in hindsight obviously City would have loved to make the final I I think it would be ridiculous to state otherwise but if they had to lose a game one game from now to the end of the season I think this would have been the one they would have been okay dropping I don't know if you guys agree with that but I feel rather than the the Madrid game the Real Madrid games and the next eight Premier League fixtures I think this is the one they probably were like okay got outgunned by a team that's almost our match if not our match so yeah just just my two cents well well, to me personally I felt that um, you know if City you know in the first half where City were trailing 3-0 right I think the 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 lackadaisical performance by City right was was what really disappointed me but I I would say that you know at the end when we finished 3-2 I didn't feel that bad because I mean even though we were knocked out of a an FA Cup semi-final, right? I'd say that it is the fight that City showed for the next 45 that kind of felt convincing to lose to a strong Liverpool side. I mean, yeah, like you said, you know, Liverpool players were well-rested, but City didn't have that luxury to, you know, uh, rest, recuperate. So City, I think Pep's strategy was to take this FA Cup game as the rest point for majority of the players before, you know, we set out to to have their battle against uh, Madrid. Yeah. So... I mean, I'll be lying. I'll be lying if I I said uh, I I I wasn't affected because you know, to to lose in such a manner, right? Especially in the first half where we were dominated, you know, had our pants put down. It <laughs> it it's not nice. It's honestly not a nice way to to get knocked out. But I would say that you know, City showed their resilience to pull two goals back, and we could have definitely put another goal back in stoppage time. But you know, um. Although majority of oh, Liverpool yeah, defenders, I, was, I yeah. was sweating, I was sweating after Bernardo scored. But uh, I mean that's left it a little bit too late. But um, yeah, I think you guys can definitely take heart from that. I think the three 0 was a reminder that Liverpool have the ability to blow anyone out of the water, um, and hopefully it will serve the boys well going forward. Because like I mentioned last week, we seem to have this mental block against City in recent years. So I think getting such a strong start and performance left it a little bit nervy at the end, but I think that will go a long way into helping their psyche against a rival like City. But um, yeah, I think you guys still will dust yourselves off and and, and keep going. I, I can't see this affecting you all too much. I think it's so cool. No, I was just going to add that. I think it's it's really interesting and cool that... Um, we are actually talking about like the character of City to fight back because they're just not used to that, right? They're so it's used very to reminiscent being... of the Chelsea Real Madrid tie. It's like Chelsea ultimately mm. got knocked out, but I think most of the disappointment that was coming out of Stamford Bridge after the first leg turned into support after seeing their club nearly mount an and incredible fight back. So sometimes, yeah, like I mean. People would say big picture, it's a defeat, but it's also about how you kind of bounce back from it. So 
that game was so good, was so cool because like there were two fight backs. There was Chelsea fighting back, and then they almost got it. And then Real Madrid coming back again. Exactly. Yeah. It's it, it. I think it just shows how much character both teams have. But I think for for City f- to to do what they did and and try to like press and push for the equalizer is quite incredible in that sense because. I mean, how many times have they been in that position? I think we talk about, like, for footballers, like, it's the mental... A lot of it is also mental, right? So when you're suddenly, like, down 3-0, and you're not used to being in that position, it can be very daunting, you know? You'll be like, oh, we've... Like, how do we get back into this game? Because we we rarely find ourselves in this kind of position. But I think overall, yeah, I mean, if in the end, they go on to win the Champions League... And the league, this was all. Mm. This will all be forgotten. And they'll, like, yeah, they'll, they'll have the laugh, <laughs> la- the last laugh, big time. Yeah. And and this is actually like we we can talk about Liverpool City again, but I just like to transition to the other semi final, which happened last night. A much more, I guess, low key affair. Um, after the you know big two duking it out, but Chelsea got the job done, very convincingly against uh. Inform Crystal Palace. I think a few few people expected Palace to make the final, but I think no one thought it was gonna be you know a walkover for Chelsea. But um, ultimately, proved too strong. Uh, would have loved to have Sash on here to talk a little bit about um, that performance and also that of Timo Werner, who he's like raving about. I still think Werner has a lot to prove. To live up to his initial hype, but I mean, you got to start somewhere. So fair play to him, He's keeping his head down. From what I've seen um, in interviews from Thomas Tuchel, but Liverpool Chelsea again. I feel like we've seen this fixture so many times this season. It's actually the fourth time they're gonna play each other, and mm. surprisingly enough, there have been no winners in ninety minutes. And this goes back to even like two years ago when we played Chelsea in the Super Cup, where we had to go to penalties. So. I mean, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not a fortune teller, but I think this one going to penalties is not too beyond the realms of possibility. What What do you think we can expect to see in a repeat of the Carabao Cup final? Either mm. either of your. I think it's strange because I feel like Chelsea, by their standards, this season hasn't been a good one. Um, even though the fact that they're still in like the UCL and now they're in another cup final. Um, no, no, they're out already, bro. Oh, oh no, yeah, yeah. I mean, sorry, <laughs> sorry. They're they're just out, right? I mean, but they they got okay. That they almost got it. Yeah, it's it's yeah. I mean, besides that, I feel like I mean, they're still yeah, in this a cup is final. they're yeah. still in a cup final. Uh, and they are more or less guaranteed, more or less the mm. uh, top four finish. Um, but they've been having a weird season. Uh, I feel like. Mm, that that because of the fact that this is the last thing they have to fight for, that maybe we may see them go all out, and and that could be the one thing that turns the tide for them. Um, there's there's always the idea like what we are probably seeing with what City just did with Liverpool about having to try to manage your squad so that you have you can kind of compete on all fronts, and then you know you have to think about whether you need to rest some players. But for Chelsea, this is. Actually, the only thing that they're really fighting for, and it's that one piece of silverware that, um, they yeah that they can go for. So I think they, it may tip the balance that way. Liverpool are uh, by no means pushovers as we have just seen. So, um, it's tough, but they still have to try to manage their own team and and um their players' fitness as well. So, I can see it. 
I I can kind of sense that maybe Chelsea may get it, but I mean now Liverpool have all the incentive to try to go and win like what four trophies in a season. So yeah, there's there's definitely incentive for both teams. Yeah, I I I definitely do agree. With, I do agree with your point uh, because I feel that you know Chelsea have already lived through uh, being knocked out in the Carabao final against Liverpool. Then they just came back from you know getting torn apart. Okay, I won't say torn apart, but I'll say have their their moments shattered by Real Madrid. So I I feel that you know since this is the only piece of silverware that they can be playing for, I think Tuchel is going to you know take a hard look at. You know how the how they had lost to Liverpool in the final, how they had l- lost to Real Madrid. That was very fine margins, by the way. Both yeah. those. Defeats, yeah, ex- yeah, yeah, exactly. So I think Tuchel is 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 gonna take a hard look, and he's gonna say, okay, I think personally, I this is these are the things that are evident evidently the problem, which led us to the loss. So you know how how am I go how are we gonna how are we gonna line up against Liverpool to beat them? And since this is the only piece of silverware they can go for, I think, you know, they they definitely do have a bit of vengeance against Liverpool. So I, I feel that they were they are going to go all guns blazing against Liverpool. And as as much as the Liverpool fans want, and the Liverpool players want to get the quadruple, I'd say that you know, you know, be have having to juggle the fitness and having to juggle between other priorities like you know, maintaining uh, a healthy three point. Uh, consecutive win in the Premier League, as well as to to not get phased out in the the Champions League. You know, it's not gonna be easy for the Liverpool players. Oh, like, you know, definitely Liverpool, not. Man. Yeah, I mean, as much as, as in, I no disrespect to Liverpool. I feel that Liverpool are, is one of like the top teams in Europe now. But I'm sure that despite the 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 crazy win winning streak they have, right? You know. Okay, I'm not gonna jinx Something's it for gotta give, yeah. Uh, I'm not gonna I, jinx I, it for you guys, it, but like, yeah, there, there, there's I, eventually gonna be a tipping point and a turning point, you know. So I and I think in mm. respect to that, Klopp has said all the right things in the media. You know, like obviously, papers they want the sensational headline, right? Like never been done before. But I said this from the moment the murmurings came out. I do joke about it with you guys once in a while about checking like the odds and stuff, but the like we're not playing scrubs, you know. We are competing with Man City in the Premier League. We're we're still behind, so it's not even like we're in the driving seat for that. We are playing against a very plucky Villarreal side who I had to eat my words on, uh, after saying that they'd be beat by Bayern, but they've beat Juventus and Bayern now, so why not? Go go up and and do the same thing to Liverpool, right? So we can't overlook that as well. Um, and then in the final, so many storylines. You either have City in the final, or you have that repeat of the Carriers final with Real Madrid. So not just the physical toll, the mental toll, man. I think like going into these games, there are so many storylines. You have Reese versus Trent. You have Tuchel versus Klopp. You have. One of the Chelsea strikers hoping to be a hero, you know, it's. I can't imagine what it must be like now for for all the Liverpool players, you know, if they are somehow able to pull this off, right? Um. Well, this season is gonna go down as probably like the greatest season like in the club's history, but without getting too ahead of myself, I think all our matches with Chelsea this season have been really, really good. Um, maybe not too good for my soul because. The anxiety it causes is insane, 
But there's been a reason why both sides have had all, all three games so far have ended in draws, you know. I just think the teams are so evenly matched. Um, I think Chelsea, the way they've fallen off in the league is very, very hugely down to injuries, I would say. I mean, Sash has repeated this many times, but I just think that Chelsea that we saw in the first 10 games of the season, we're going to see over a longer stretch next season. So I think this Chelsea side is so close from being among the elite. And yeah, I, I, I'm just glad we're in the FA Cup final again. This is a competition I've, I've liked for so long. One of the best finals I ever watched was the Steven Gerrard final against West Ham. Probably my like, that was my best footballing moment uh, until obviously we won the league and beating Spurs. I mean, beating Milan has to be up there as well, but watching Gerrard just score from like, I don't know how far that was, 50 yards or something was just beyond words. So that that cup always holds a special place in my heart. So I just hope we can put on a performance to be proud of in the final, you know, and hopefully bring that back to Anfield. But having said that, um, can't wait, we can't uh, wait to see that that FA Cup final. Uh, I think it's on the penultimate week of the season. Correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think it happens after the Premier League season mm-hmm. is over. Because last no. season, I think Chelsea played Leicester before the final day. Are, are you guys aware of when the final is going to be? Mm, not really. But I don't think it's after the league. Uh, it's not after, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I also don't think it's after, but... Yeah, I mean, that's going to be a cracking game. Maybe I can watch it with Sash. That would be funny as fuck. Uh, <laughs> you can watch it with all the, all the <laughs> FKB guys. That would be funny as hell. But from the FA Cup, let's turn our attentions ever so slightly to the battle for fourth. And for mm. some reason, right, none of these teams look like they want it. One team screws up. There's no killer instinct, man. I don't know it's if you guys strange. agree with me. Like, yeah. we, I yeah. mean, Nate, we'll get to United first, but this was probably like the best weekend you guys have had in a while just because of what went on around them. And even that then, you guys tried your best to <laughs> scuff it up. So Harry Max tried his best to scuff it up <laughs> by I, taking out Pop. I feel like <laughs> I, I ruled out United and West Ham last week and I still don't fancy them that much, especially because... United have like Liverpool on Tuesday and and a few more tough fixtures, but it almost feels foolish to rule any side out now. Like, just because of how inconsistent everyone is, like, you would <laughs> you would think Spurs would like be able to kick on, but they've shown that they're human as well. So, has that Norwich result changed your mind about the possibility of top four, or do you still feel it's left a little bit too late? Uh, it changed my mind. Well, I I already oh, don't like, think that United are gonna. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, a little. I guess. I guess in the sense that um, I I thought that teams like Arsenal and Tottenham were in really good form, especially like with how dominant Tottenham can be in some games where they are like just sweeping teams apart and their attack in the form of like Harry Kane and Son. Kulusevski, that that team looks really dangerous of late, but then like yeah, it it just takes one game and then you're just like oh, um they're human it's, it's, again. It's not just that they're human, but like they're 
they don't look dangerous. <laughs> yeah, they're trash. Yeah. It's just like, oh, yeah. right, okay, okay. And 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 that gives me hope. But but then I look at the United performance, I'm just like, man, we're trash as well. Like we mm. we are only saved by the 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 soul, like I don't know, the brilliance, the charisma, the amazing like greatness that is CR seven. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't even play that well, to be honest. It's just like he he's just so clutch. He just yeah. shows up and he scores the goals when we need it. But for the rest of the game, he's kind of like walking around, calling for the balls and no one's getting the ball to him. He's doing a lot of like... One one of the things that I've seen him do the most this season is like he, he keeps applauding people for trying to get the ball to him, which is funny because like obviously he wants, he wants them to pass it to him, but it also has then made it really clear that the team can't work um, in like... In where everyone gets a, t- a chance to be an attacker and everyone gets a chance to try to take the shot because Ronaldo's trying to always demand for the ball. And so in that sense, it's actually quite clear that he has affected the team in that way. And I can see why then people would say that he is not a long-term solution. But when he scores back-to-back hat-tricks, uh, it's just you can't argue that he's the problem. And he has <laughs> yeah. been, if anything, he has his savior mentality. Uh, his yeah, the savior mentality is just like it's I, I out think of the roof. One right way now. to classify Ronaldo is he's not the long term solution, but he's also not like what like look like if we look back on this season, regardless of where you're finished, right? You can pick out a lot of clutch moments from him, man. So. Yes, I think the criticism has been warranted, but at the same time, you can't argue with the results. And yeah, you can't, and and definitely you can't argue with like his stats. If anything, he's it's a also stat the better. variety <laughs> of goals. You know, he scored a free kick. He scored a poacher's effort. Um, and that long range against corner, so Spurs was it? Sorry, the the long range goal like the rocket, and also like the one where he volleyed the one against. Uh, oh yeah, that too. Well. Like, but he I'm just some talking really about the Norwich goals. game alone. Like just oh. one game, and you have so many different avenues to score. You know that's very underrated. Actually, it's 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 just that diverseness that that teams can't quite prepare for. Mm. But I, I I wanted to throw this to Lionel now. Um, I don't know how much attention you give the red side of Manchester, especially now that the gap has you know extended quite some bit, but. Do you what what is your take on like their chances for for Champions League football next season? Do you are you do you remain unconvinced or do you think that the the stardust that Ronaldo possesses will be able to just give them that bit more quality compared to the likes of like Arsenal, uh, Spurs, and even West Ham? You know, you know. To me, I I I do keep track of our bitter rivals, lah. So, mm. to to be frank. Do I see United finishing fourth? Mm, I don't think so because, you know, I feel that United, you know, what United lacks and at least in their name is they they lack the unity lah. They are they, mm. they are definitely not the United of the past and they don't even look United at all because the way the way the players play and not just that the way the players conduct themselves on the pitch of the pitch in the dressing room, I I feel that you know there there is no chemistry and you know um. I'm sure I'm sure a lot of you are aware of you know that that little uh, short video clip where De Gea instead of passing to oh, his yeah. captain he decided to kick it out of play you know this this just shows that you know there is no tr- there's is, there's is like 
broken trust in the entire team and if I'm looking to at a team that wants to finish in the top 4 position I don't think a team that plays like that or an acts like that is gonna is gonna cut it I, I personally think that but that's, know, they, that's they, where I will play devil's advocate with you because while I agree on all the points you just made I look at the other contenders and I'm like these guys don't look united as well or these guys don't look like they have the quality to sustain a push for like the remaining 7-8 games you know like I, I don't think any of these sides can pull together like 3-4 wins on the bounce and when you are doing that right you're always giving your opponents like a chance to reel you in like just talking about Ronaldo it, it actually reminds me a lot of what he did with Juventus last season I don't know if you guys remember but Juve were really struggling under Perlo um, and they were actually destined to finish outside the top four but somehow or another uh, obviously it wasn't all Ronaldo but he played a big part in essentially willing a very disorganized Juventus side into fourth so obviously they are up against more tough opposition but I don't know man I, I think this might be one of those situations where even when they play like really poorly they are gonna somehow at least give themselves a chance with like one or two games left to go I still don't know if they'll do it but then I look at the other teams and I'm like dude I can't. I really can't predict anymore. Like for the longest time, I thought Arsenal would have enough, but it seems like they've just suffered a complete collapse in in both um, on the pitch and off it. Like they just look mentally checked out, which I, I think transitions nicely into Arsenal because poor BK man. You know he was probably the most level-headed fan um, I've spoken to. And he was constantly downplaying their chances, but you could tell that there was a growing belief. But when you when you don't score in three games against, was it Brighton, Southampton, and Crystal Palace? Mm. I don't know if you're good enough to finish in top four, man. And I know the league isn't decided on three games, but it's about you know it's about coming in clutch at the crunch time of the season, and Arsenal just haven't done it, man. Nate, what, what are your thoughts think, on, on them? No, that's a great point. I think what you just mentioned, clutch. Arsenal don't have clutch players. I think that's that's what we're th- that's the main thing right I mean now. we have to talk about the injuries, but then again, right? it's no it's but it's like no one has that ability to step up and, and take charge and maybe it's not their fault because none of these players are really, you know, in that upper echelon, right? If we're being completely honest. But that that's when you need to have someone step up, isn't mm. it? Like someone has to say like like I'm just gonna take the game by the scruff of the neck and like make an attack by myself and trust back my own skills and, and that's just something that we don't see, I guess. Because one the one thing that I think was really good about Arsenal was that Arteta when he had his um his starting eleven the that he wanted, right, they worked so well as a team. And that was something that we hadn't always seen at Arsenal, but we started to really see what he wanted to do when he had like the proper defensive midfielder uh, pairing of Pate and um, Jaka, and then you had all the youngsters with full of pace and attacking, and then you had very reliable left and right backs, and then in in Tierney and also Tomiyasu, and once they were taken out, you realize there's um no assurance, and so. You don't know whether you can bomb forward anymore. Who you're looking for? Where's the assurance of the defensive yeah. 
yeah. uh, part. And then so so that even though you're an attacker, you feel like I think I have to fall back more. I can't hold my line up there. And if I push forward too much, will we be on the car? So there's so many things that's affecting them. I think, and and because of that, then they don't. It's same same with the United issue. They they don't really trust maybe the new players who have come in to fill those roles, and that can be very damaging. And I think it's it was the hope that that they had the Arsenal fans is I think it's it's okay. I think it's it's good to to think about. I think long term wise, right? I I don't even think that anyone thought that Arteta would bring Arsenal to where they are right now. So I mean, the fact that they are even in contention for top four is a lot of credit to that's a good point. The team. Do Do you then feel that they might perhaps be victims of their own like success this season? It's almost weird to say it's success, but. I guess based on how the season started, where they are right now has to be considered some sort of a win. But yeah, for it but to peter out like this, it's it the hope that kills the, you. The sour you, know, mood, you know, for Arsenal, it really is. Yeah, it's the hope, it's that, the hope that kills you. Because yeah, exactly. for them, like, you know, if if after you watch like the beginning part of the season and you thought that they were gonna get relegated potentially, right? That they, they were in a relegation battle oh, man, from the get go. <laughs> some dark dark <laughs> yeah. days. Uh. If you told them there and then, or you're like Asbiki, like, would you take mid-table finish? They would say like, yes. <laughs> but right. like, look at where they are right now. They're like yeah. up there challenging um, for the Champions League. And I think that they are outperforming what I thought that they would do this season. Um, and it's just because their run has been that good. Uh, so I think they can take heart that they are on the right track in the long run. But I, I just don't think that they may have they're just losing a bit of steam too early and so they may just miss out but I think the favourite for that top 4 position is Tottenham because their team is is Those all Spurs, seasoned yeah. professionals they're all, they've been they and they just lost one game but you know that they can go that's and the thing. trash the next team 6-0 I don't, I don't you know? feel like Spurs are all seasoned professionals oh. I feel like <laughs> I've said this last season and I still maintain it this is like a two man team there's yeah. no, no two ways about it I like Yes their squad on paper Is is, is half decent You would And you they know, don't have many would. injuries right Yeah I mean they just did suffer A big one to Matt Doherty um, Who was also just coming Into the form of his life mm. So very much like Chilwell Just extremely bad timing But Like when Son or Kane Or in this case When both don't turn up right It's like a completely Different team you know, it, right. it's, it reminds me a lot of like the Liverpool with uh, Gerrard and Torres. When both of them don't show up, right, we are just like a top nine, top eight team. So mm. I don't know if this was a blip or whether we're going to start seeing, you know, that Spursy like spiral because things were looking so great. And Brighton are just, it's like Brighton are on holiday except when they play like top four chasing sides. <laughs> it's so weird. You know, you would think that. They they were they were one of the worst form of the season going into the Arsenal game, and they pulled off an incredible result, and then the same thing against Spurs, and also the manner in which they won last minute. You know, must I don't know what that must do to the psyche of the players as well. So, it's all up in the air, man. I'm not gonna be naive enough to call who's gonna finish top four anymore because I have flip flopped so many times that. I, I don't want to contradict myself anymore, but... Man. Do you think West Ham has a shout, though? 
if they had won, if they had beaten Burnley yesterday, I would say they'd be right back in it. But I think with that draw, um, they, I can't see them overhauling. Uh, basically, I can't see them being the best of that those four. They might not finish. They might finish like f- like fifth or sixth. You never know. But I think fourth might be a bit beyond them. And also, let's also not forget they have a genuine chance at winning the Europa League, which would. You know, sometimes you got to roll the dice. Uh, and I think West Ham, now seeing that, you know, they've they've dropped points, big points against uh, relatively weak sides, they might just look at the Europa League as three games, whereas the Premier League is seven or eight games. So they yeah. might they might just ro- completely roll the dice, man. West Ham to win the Europa League and then... And then play in Europa League again next season. I'll tell season. you what. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, they, they become be the new Sevilla. Like. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they might the go Europa out League. in the group stage, lah. But um, they've been <coughs> sorry. They've impressed me in Europe. You know, Moy seems like he understands how to cope with the two-legged tie very well. Um, I think most people would have ruled them out against Sevilla, but uh, they really impressed me. Um, even against Lyon going into the second leg uh, I think it was 1-1 going into the second leg or maybe 2-2 completely mm. blew Lyon out of the water and deservedly made it to the semis um, I can't remember who they're playing off the top of my head might be Leipzig but mm. man uh, what a story that would be you know, for West Ham from a club in disarray just like over maybe a year and a half ago touted for relegation with a lot of overplayed not overplayed, overpaid, you know, sort of average players um, to a very well-drilled and and a team with a huge support. So um, it will be really cool to see them go all the way, but they still have some work to do. Mm. Um, in terms of that race, right, <laughs> let's move on then to a pivotal fixture in midweek. I don't think we've seen... A Liverpool United game at this timing in a while. Or oh, I might be wrong, but I think last yeah, season Tuesday. the Yeah, last season we were supposed to have a midweek game, but oh no no. Two seasons ago we had it on Saturday, but then the United fans like were doing something outside oh, of yeah. effort. <laughs> so then my Storming match got the postponed to like Wednesday, yes. Yeah, that was the only other time but I don't know, man. Nate, uh, from from your kind of like point of view, are you dreading this fixture or do you see it as like we have nothing to lose? We're going to Enfield. Uh, we might ruffle some feathers or are you kind of fearing a repeat of what happened at Old Trafford? A bit of both, if I'm <laughs> if I'm completely honest. I mean, what you just mentioned. It's almost right? like wait wait to see how the first ten minutes go, right? <laughs> I think that could be like super misleading. I feel like United may may decide to come out of the blocks in the f- I, to be honest they haven't been doing too badly in the in the first few minutes of the, of games these days it's they, always they the really come off yeah right and then suddenly like it's exactly what happened with Norwich we go 3-0 up and then after a while we forget how to play football and we're just like completely wide open and we let very simple passes cut right through our midfield straight past the defense like a knife through butter it's it's crazy it's it's some of the the defending is really dreadful to be honest. I've I don't really know how to to say it any better. I and think it's, it's concent it's concentration like um 
I mean, Liverpool are, haven't been that great either. You know, we, we, we were cruising against Benfica. Decided to take the last 15 minutes off and conceded twice. Yeah, against mm. City. Uh, I thought the Bernardo goal was very soft as well. Like, you know, that they, they just switched off for that. So, you aren't alone in that respect. But uh, it might be a case of which side takes the lead first. Or it might not. <laughs> in the in the which case side of just how to kick out the backside, right? <laughs> yeah, which side decides to kind of like wake up in the second half and then, you know, take the game to the other team. I think that that may be where it is. But I don't ha- I can't say I have much confidence in United's play, because aside from Ronaldo, it's kind of bad the the way we've been playing, um, and it's a bit I predictable. Predictable and also, like I think Lionel mentioned it, the team it hasn't gelled. It they are very disorganized and and right now there's more than that happening. There is also the um the players are getting a lot of stick from fans. Like Pogba is one. He was booed off, uh, the pitch I think and and it's just really I don't know. It's after it doesn't help, right? Music. Yeah, but he <laughs> he's <laughs> he was also. I felt that he actually had a pretty good game, to be honest. Against Norwich, he, he he's still his slow self, but he has really good ball control. Um, he has good, he has good passing range, and these are all the things that I would say to defend him because he's a United player for now. Um, whether or not he will be around, or I feel like maybe we may not even need him. I I don't know if many other United fans agree with me, but I. I don't think that he's going to stay and I don't think and I think that we have to move on from him in the long run. But as long as he's here for the last few games, I think he he's been he's being professional but the fans are being really unhelpful in this sense because when you want your your fans to get behind you and especially when we go up against Liverpool at Anfield, you want your fans on um backing you. I I don't know what's going to happen. I feel like maybe we'll try to to get you in the first 10 minutes and after that I can only see Liverpool starting to dominate but the I, game. But I I feel like the Norwich result apart. it almost sounds bizarre to say this but the win coupled with the defeats to Spurs and Arsenal right have sort of given your hope again. So whereas if you were out of that chase completely out you might have been okay to sit back and frustrate us, you know, make Liverpool really attack and just play on the counter attack, you know. But yeah, it's almost but like if you there's guys one game that can bring us back well. to earth. <laughs> yeah, you guys need to win this game as well, you know. I, I don't think the fans will be content with y'all just like trying to to smash and grab, but I'm I'm contented with a smash and grab. <laughs> like uh yeah, if yeah, that fair means like we, <laughs> I, I don't think we're the better team, to be honest. We are we're not. And we haven't been and we haven't been again the better team against much poorer opposition. We've played against teams like Watford and we looked like we've been outplayed against Brighton. We looked outplayed as well. And and sometimes we only win just because of pure luck or because we do have Star clutch players. La. Yeah, you know, a, a sprinkle of Cavani when he's fit, a sprinkle here of like uh, Ronaldo. Mm. And, and so I, I, I really can't I love see how it. you mentioned Cavani. That guy's gone, bro. <laughs> he's back <laughs> in South America, dude. Ah, oh my gosh. Like, the problems at United are so strange. And now with the Bruno one, I think that's... We wanted to mention this, like, this weekend, the top three Brunos in the league and probably Bruno Fernandes is at the bottom of the three. And his his Worst form has Bruno been... Worst Bruno, but his, the highest bit. 
<laughs> exactly. <laughs> he's wow, his form is terrible and it makes me almost embarrassed that he was being compared to to De Bruyne. The last Bruyne, season yeah, yeah as <laughs> being the best midfielder I think Lionel will probably be laughing at this right now but to be honest like his form this season is terrible for for someone who affected the game so much like, I mean technically he's he's not that bad but he's he's been giving away a lot of um balls and he it, he's he, only he recovers them in like bits and bobs like he'll have one really good game and then disappear for like the next four you know which I don't even think it's a one really good game I think in a in a game he can be playing badly and then still get an assist to Ronaldo right. and then okay. people will be like oh Bruno's yeah you know points, he's doing his points. thing you know but like he he's not affecting the game sometimes I feel like we should take him off but then I look at our bench I'm like but for who you know Mata who 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 actually did not too badly against Norwich as well but I mean uh, wait Mata what, came what? out against Norwich as well he did, he did. And, God and, damn it. <laughs> and there were memes saying that he actually played better than the Let Bruno. Let my guy rest. Please, <laughs> stop calling on my guy. <laughs> I, I actually feel bad for Mata. When I see him play and I actually see the quality that he still has, makes you wonder why he doesn't get more of a chance. But you can tell he's not in the, in the long-term card. I think so. he, he, could, he could do a David Silva or even maybe try his hand at the MLS. He's not that old, you know. I think he's like, what, 33? Yeah, I mean, yeah, you're playing like a 36 and a 37-year-old like yeah, Ronaldo and Cavani. I think, Cavani I think he still has something left to offer, but perhaps not in the Premier League. La. Maybe in La Liga or somewhere a bit more slow-paced. But mm, hey. slow, but he's not slow. I would think that if he went to, like for example, uh, like Villarreal, I guess in terms he, of he like could the do press like on the ball. Because Mata strikes me w- as yeah. the kind of guy. He, he's very quick, quick, uh, quick footed. He's nimble, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And he has good vision and, and and technical ability, so yeah. yeah, it's 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 a tough one, but um, yeah, on on that match on Tuesday, I I have no real hopes. Hope for the best. <laughs> <expect> the <worst. laughs> I mean, yeah. I'm going into that uh, obviously confident because we're at home, but uh, hey, man, you guys might raise your game against us, you know, which is uh, brings me nicely to like uh, Lionel because. Your two hate, most hated rivals, I'm assuming, or not maybe not hated in Liverpool's context, but I'm sh- like you will certainly be rooting for United in this game, which is always a weird feeling. But do you have any confidence in your your neighbors from like giving doing you a favor on, uh, in midweek, or do you think this is gonna be routine win for Liverpool? Well, I mean. I've seen how Liverpool has been playing so far. You know, in the most mm. recent game as well, in the final. Eh, sorry, in the semi-final. And, you know, United will be travelling to Anfield, which is a place that, you know, uh, most football players will not want to play at because of the em- the rowdy atmosphere and Liverpool fans being, like, crazily behind their players. Obnoxious. <laughs> yeah, and they are quite obnoxious. And I- I'd say <laughs> that, you know, I-, I definitely am, you know, as it pains me to say, but, Definitely, I would definitely be rooting for United to you know I I don't I honestly don't see them winning but I hope that you know they can cause an upset against mm-hmm. Liverpool somehow or some way but I mean if you were to ask me I I think Liverpool have this straight in back lah but what what I would say is that I think um with regards to you know the five new trashing uh earlier this season I I feel that you know um. Rangnick is gonna play super, um, 
super defensively. 5-5-0. Yeah, I think, I think he's going to pull like, <laughs> he's, he's going to pull like an Atletico Madrid against uh, City. Uh. He's going to, he's going to play five at the back. He's going to play super reserve and he's going to try to, to hit Liverpool on the counter. I, um, I, I'm not really sure whether that's going to work against uh, a, 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 a Liverpool side that is so disciplined. I mean, although they have been lacking defensive discipline and, you know, they've been shutting off here and there, especially in the second half, I, 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 it's really hard for me to see uh, Man United winning. But I'm yeah. definitely crossing my fingers and praying that, you know, they, are, they can somehow pull the rabbit out of the head and, you know, impress us and uh, that would be such a body blow man like yeah, not man. only boosting United's chances of top 4 but denting our own title hopes and I mean it's always a heated atmosphere la. I wouldn't be shocked if there were some red cards uh, on display but um, even though it is a super early game on a weeknight uh, I'm definitely going to be watching it la, just for the culture so hopefully <laughs> at least it's an entertaining game but not too entertaining to the point where I'm like you stressing can't anxiety. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, exactly. yeah, but but to me, the, to me, the event that you know kind of rekindled my my faith, right, was them beating Norwich in the weekend and the other two contenders for top four. That's what I'm losing. Saying, yeah, yeah, exa- 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 exactly. Like, so you can't you know, it's kind it at this point. Yeah, it, it's kind of them, you know, uh, reigniting that little flame that you know could it's the hope could that do something. <laughs> Yeah, you know, hope is a double-edged sword, yeah, and you know, yeah. I, I've we have we have seen United this season. You know, they had hope, and then they lost hope, and then they had hope. So you know, it's really really hard to predict. But you know, based on, you know, based on stats and based on how both teams are playing at the moment, it's really hard to to call United, you know, pulling a rabbit out of the head. But I definitely, you know, am hoping for a miracle. Even one point to me is a miracle. <laughs> Oh, one point away at Anfield would be huge because yeah. then the gap could potentially drop to three. Um. So yeah, man. It, like like as we said last week, it's all. It almost feels like every game is a must win now, and our journey starts against Man United. How fitting! But um, I'm sure we'll touch on that in the next app. But with that, let's uh get to fraud watch. I already have a team and a board in mind. Uh, you guys can either you know join me in discussing that or have your own uh, fraud watch nominees if you like. But uh, without further ado, right, the nominee for fraud watch this week is Burnley because why would you sack uh, Sean Dyche like with eight games to go? Uh, granted, I know he hasn't had the best season, but with all he's done for the club, I sound like Sash. Oh my god! But with all the all the stuff he's done for the club. And you know it's not like they've been in terrible form. They've they've you know they beat Everton. They've gotten some decent results here and there. Um, it seems like Norwich and Watford are, are all but relegated. So it, it looks like it's a straight shootout between them and Everton now. I just can't understand it, you know. And you know yesterday, I caught bits of their match against West Ham. It's not like their game their their style changed drastically, you know. So. I don't I can't think quite you can understand change the, the style drastically. Yeah, it's like what I don't get it. That means maybe there was an internal problem because I don't know. You would think that the players who've played under Dyche for like years would, you know, try to to do it for him, right? But mm-hmm. I don't know if if they stay up. Of course, this is gonna seem like a masterstroke, but um, I don't know. That that feels like a big win for Everton whether they can capitalise or not is another thing 
maybe they were trying to shock the system. Unsettle you know, like, them, right? Yeah. Like, kind of be like, well, you're like, yeah, I don't know. Like, maybe it feels like the board is intentionally trying to anger the players. So they'll be like, now we're going to win it for, for, for Daesh even more. Because when he was around, we weren't really winning. So... Yeah, it's yeah, like let's it's do it for a, our sect manager. It's a bizarre one unless they had someone. And they didn't lined even up. bring in someone. Yeah. yeah. They don't have anyone, do yeah, they? Yeah, unless they bring in Rafa. <laughs> <laughs> Rafa relegates. <laughs> Rafa. <laughs> that would be so fried. <laughs> and you know you know the whole the whole uh Sean Dyke sacking, right? It's kind of reminiscent yeah. of like um Spurs sacking Mourinho just before they play City in the EFL final. Like you know, similar. It, it, yeah, it, the it timing yeah, yeah. very odd. Yeah, the timing was super off. Like you know, a, a, as much as you know, like you said, Dyke has been having a, a poor run of form. You know, in a relegation zone, struggling to get out of the deep end of the water. I I I still feel that you know he is the man that I mean he has done so much for the club, and I believe he's the man that you know during this squeaky bum time, he's able to you know get through to the players because he knows the players so well, get through to them, and you know kind of like snap the players out of that, that losing mentality and you know he could have he could have done something help them to survive but you know by just sacking it's kind of like Everton eh, sorry it's kind of like Burnley's way of like waving the white flag especially to their fans and, and saying that you know I think you know uh, we are going to try our best but you know if we do get relegated you know we actually did something so they're try, try, I feel that they're kind of trying to use uh, Shonda as a scapegoat in that sense I see yeah, but I feel that you know the timing is off, the decision is really off, and I agree that it's it it reeks of fraudulence. <laughs> it really is the worst. Because yeah. if 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 he was willing, right, I'm sure he would have been the one to potentially bring them back into the Premier League had they gone down. Because I he believe really he's done club, it right? twice before. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it, it's it's just a weird one because. I was almost expecting an announcement the day after he got sacked. But right now, this doesn't seem like there's any news. So um, maybe I, I, I'm trying to think of a rationale as to why they would do it. But I, I can't quite for the life of me think of a logical explanation. But I think maybe they just wanted to shock the entire system. It's like no one is safe. You know, if you guys want to keep your paychecks you better play like you you mean it if not when we go down next season you guys are like gone or something but yeah very think, bizarre timing but that's quite normal right if you're gonna go down if you're what most, <laughs> <laughs> most players immediately want to put themselves on the market like so I, I think if bought. they wanted to get rid of dice right they, they should have done it at like Christmas because Burnley were had one point I think at the midway stage so I think that would have been justified, but now when he's probably in the best f- or close to the best form they've been all season, eight games to go, that that's what's puzzling to me. So, yeah, I mean, do you think Everton it, have have what it takes to stay up? Though they're not in a much better position, even with a new manager. I think Everton are similar to it's like the relegation fight and the top four fight are similar in the sense that. Everyone's doing their best to not be successful. Hmm. Um, I think Burnley drawing at West Ham is a good point. You know, it's not an easy place to go to, but the reality is it's three points. And uh, I don't know. I, I think if Everton can can scrounge up 
I would say three wins out of eight, I think they'll be safe. Mm. Which is a tall order, la, But yeah, I, I especially with the sacking of Daesh, I, I just don't know if the Burnley players I don't know how they'll react to it. So I think Everton do have the upper hand now, but you know, as we've seen with not only the title race, the top four race, everything changes so quickly. But yeah, I think the the United win was the the big tipping point for in the relegation fight. And well done, and you guys. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> but Norwich was more or less gonna gonna go down anyway. Yeah, no- Norwich, I think, keep giving themselves false hope with like random wins. Um, who did they beat recently? Norwich. Was it? Was oh, it they beat they beat Burnley. Yeah, they beat Burnley. Oh, Burnley that yeah. was the last thing they beat. Yeah, so they always kind of give themselves this glimmer of hope, but I think the damage was done way too early. But uh, though though they're actually not that far away points wise, I just don't feel like nah they can they like, can pull together a run I, from I, anywhere. I, yeah, them and Watford are are pretty much just fighting for. Uh, I mean, they're not mathematically down, so you gotta keep going, right? But I I I don't think they'll have enough to to leapfrog Burnley and Everton. Mm. Plot twist: Burnley and Everton both go down. That would be. Pretty crazy, but yeah. But then you, who's who's safe? Watford or Norwich? I, I mean, Maybe. if I yeah, if I had to pick one of the two, I would pick Norwich. Watford just seem like they are devoid of ideas and fight. Yeah. yeah, and I quite like Dean Smith. Like after seeing how Norwich play against United, you can actually see that they don't look like a terrible team. They, like, like the goal that they gave away—it's just, just the personnel isn't good enough, right? Which seems like. The constant issue with Norwich, we've seen them in the Premier League so many times. Like, but they go straight back like down. They're a constant fixture, but then when you think about it, they're only there for like one year, then gone, yeah. then back again. So, I wouldn't be shocked if they if they came back like in, what twenty twenty, twenty twenty three twenty four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're just like, they're just like Fulham, too exactly. good for the yeah, championship, like, not yeah. good enough for the Premier League. Yeah. It should start like a weird like <laughs> hybrid league in between. Conference league. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, do English either of you have anyone for Fraud Watch? Uh, I have... No, I don't. I was going to say Harry Max, but we... For like... For like, like, his, for like, <laughs> his for like yeah. practicing his back heel so that he could kick wow. his teammate in the head. <sighs> do you say, man, I, I was... At this point. Yeah, see, man, I was going to nominate Scorpion King Maguire la, for, doing <laughs> the Scorpion, for, for doing the Scorpion King against Pogba. <laughs> I, th- I think, like, Pogba was genuinely upset when he realised that it was Maguire. Yeah. He was, like, no, even I, more upset. He was just yeah, like, he was slapping the ah. ground. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, you know, one of my friends, like, they, they did a screenshot and, it's, and they, they showed me that after that incident, right, Pogba unfollowed Maguire on Instagram. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah I, don't, I don't know whether that was, like, it's just like a, a joke or what, but apparently it, it seems to be true. But I would say that, you know, I mean, in, in hindsight, right, you know, we are we already know that Pogba is going to leave. La, so, you know, he does all these little gimmicks to kind of uh, let the world know It's not know just that, that. It's, mm. it's the fact that it's almost like he must be thinking, thinking to himself, either you're doing this on purpose or you're dumb as fuck. Like, there's no way you have, like, injured Ronaldo, you've brought down Luke Shaw, and now you've kicked me in the head. Like, 
I don't know. Yeah. Like, if I was his teammate, I would also be like, almost like exasperated. Like, just like, dude, you can't keep doing this, man. But, yeah, I, I'm just waiting for for like, Ronaldo to tell Bruno what Benzema told. Who was it? Verde, uh, Verde, uh, Casemiro was like, he's playing yeah, against yeah, yeah. us. <laughs> about, no, he was. It was about uh, about Vinicius. Yeah. yeah. And like, now oh they're best mother, friends. This so guy's playing against us. Change. I don't see it happening between like Ronaldo and yeah, Pogba and, and Maguire. No, I feel like Maguire's just he's just way out of his depth at United. Yeah. But I, I think I think Stefan just edges the fraud of the week, just because. United won, so it spared Maguire some blushes, but yeah, Stefan's gonna be having nightmares about that injury for a while, and uh, we'll see. Is la. he a Hopefully bad keeper? Actually, sorry, is Stefan a bad keeper? He's not. He's okay. He he's the he's US right. number one. I mean, to most of y'all, that doesn't mean much, but you gotta be a certain standard to be representing your country, and he's okay from what I've seen, but uh. I think he just yeah, got caught know, up in a moment. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah, chime in here with like with with my perspective la. Like you know, I've I've seen. I mean, I do I do watch City play the domestic cup games in England. Uh, I I don't really see how Stefan plays in in when he represents America. But I mean, the fact that he did help um them win. I think they did win a national award or something. I can't remember. But I'd say that Stefan right. Cup. Yeah, it's yeah. it's ironic because um. I think when the first time when Pep came in, right, he he immediately told Johar that, hey, you are not my first choice keeper and I'm looking to replace you because Johar apparently is weaker on his left hand. With Claudio but, Bravo. Yeah, yeah, with Claudio Bravo who was, wow, he was a disaster. But, but I'd say that, um, you know, I, I'm not trying to uh, pull, pull him down because to me, I still like Stefan and I still yeah. have faith in, in my players. Sure. But I just... but. Noticeably, right? I've seen Stefan. I have noticed that Stefan has does have a weak, uh, weak attribute, uh, and it's similar to that of Johar. Like his left forearm is also quite weak, and and why I say this is because um against, I think it was West Ham in uh in the EFL right where West Ham knocked us out on penalties, he, he did make the right decision to jump. Uh, to his left, right, on numerous occasions, but he just didn't have the the arm the strength, strength to parry the ball. Ah, yeah, yeah, and and noticeably, right, against Liverpool, in in the most recent game, you know, okay, I I I would say that you know that shot from Mane has to definitely be uh, unexpected by Stefan, but I feel that there were yeah, yeah, there were many yeah there were many occasions that you know Stefan could definitely have done better, you know, it, I mean. A clear comparison with Allison, where you know Allison came out and he he did that the miraculous block against Jesus. I think it just shows that the caliber of keepers is definitely different. But yeah, their levels are yeah. Yeah, I mean nominating him for Fro Watch, I don't disagree with that. But I say that you know I would definitely be keeping a keen eye on Stefan and see how he plays and how he he pulls himself back up after having this disastrous game Yeah. I think mm, we can just oh, really just hope awesome. he doesn't turn out like Carriers and like he Oof. can't get his confidence <laughs> back. I mean, I think Carriers even before that match he wasn't that bad either. But but you knew Carriers well always see. had uh, a clangor in him, <laughs> a glitch. You always you you never felt safe with both him and Mignolet. That's why I was like, wow, shit, man! Like it's like Russian roulette, you know. 
either one in the starting lineup, you know there's a chance that there's going to be a nonsense goal going in. Mm. Um, yeah, which is why I was so glad when we finally got Ellison and when we realised how good he was. So, yeah, I mean, that's the nature of the keeper job. Uh, even the best, you know, get it wrong sometimes, but uh, that was really not a good look and hopefully he can bounce back from that. Mm. But yeah, with that, two... Or three, I would say, fascinating fraud watch nominees, and uh, we managed to get through a lot of stuff today. Just the three of us, surprisingly. But um, wanted to thank Lionel again for joining us uh, for second week in a row. Hope to have you on more often uh, before we wrap up for the season. And uh, who knows, man? Maybe we'll we'll meet each other again in the Champions League final. That would be that would be be quite something. Uh, something I'm looking forward to as well. But. Uh, and and Nate as well always big game uh, on Tuesday. Yes, there's gonna be a cracking game. Hopefully, uh, no five, no five five zero, please. <laughs> At least go down, if you're five gonna five. go down, go down <laughs> swinging. But uh, you know Nate's always coming on the show. Uh, always reliable to to call upon. So I thank you so much as well, BK and Sash. If you're listening to this, you guys have been awesome as well. And uh, yeah, for all listeners, if you made it to the end of this app. Uh, it sounds like I'm leaving the show, but don't worry, I'm not leaving the show. I uh, just wanted to point out that, you know, we could really use the likes and shares on both Instagram and Spotify. So if you could just give us a moment, that would be awesome just to boost our numbers before the season ends. And uh, yeah, we'll keep recording these for y'all and we'll see you in the next one. <laughs>